I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. After taking yesterday off, in the words of Michael Jeffrey Jordan, I'm back! Tony Kornheiser, wait, you weren't here yesterday? Who, who did I do the show with? No. Who, no. Who was no. on? Where were you? Because you could confuse me with Pablo only if you were, Pablo. I don't know, blind? You know? Pablo. It must have yeah. been Pablo. I must thought it was you. Yeah. Wow. Boy. You're really in trouble, aren't you? Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Joel Embiid ponders his future. A Big 12 coach calls out Dion, and Steph Curry wants to shoot threes against Sabrina Ionescu. But we begin today with the best baseball player in the world, Shohei Otani, hitting another home run last night, his 35th, as the Angels beat the Yankees. Otani is now on pace for 60 homers. Wilbon, can you see him getting it? Yeah, why not? I mean, Tony, it's clear there's nothing that seems beyond Shohei, right? I mean, he, he, he can do anything. He, can, he, he may not get there this year, but he can start and win 15, maybe 17 games as a starter, and he can hit 60. I mean, why wouldn't he? The, the question, the thing he hasn't really done so far is hit for average, but he's got that now. What is he, like 306, 308? So he's even pushing his average up, even, you know, sort of in the prime of his career already, physical prime. He's getting better. And so, yeah, look at this. The, the, the one thing is ballpark. You know, I mean, you know, you know how I like to take shots at the great Yankee Stadium, having a couple of, right. you know, 190-foot, you know, sand wedge fences down each line. So, so Judge had that. And let's face it, Judge can hit him out of anywhere, but I like to make fun. Yes, he can. But right. in, the, in the AL, and particularly in the AL East, I think Judge had an advantage over Shohei who's got ballparks like, I don't know, Oakland, which is a, a huge a mausoleum. I mean, it's hard to get balls out of there, and he's got to play games on the road there in his own home park. You know, in, in, in Anaheim is not some home run paradise. He doesn't have a launching pad. He doesn't have a place right. where balls just fly out like the Rockies. So I, I, I think he can because I wouldn't put it past him. I think it's going to be harder, though, than it was for Judge. So I definitely think he can get to 60. Every game I have ever watched him play, however many they are, it's not a tremendous sample. Every time he hits the ball, he hits it hard. He's got that natural uppercut swing. So when you see him hit it, you assume he's going to take it out. More interesting to me is who is he going to hit 64? Are the Angels going to keep him or are the Angels going to trade him? If he hits 60 for another team, how incredibly stupid the Angels are going to look. I understand, <laughs> yes, I Mike. I understand that if he walks at the end of the season, the Angels would get nothing. Get but nothing. if I ran the yeah. Angels, I would not trade him. In the subject of Otani, I now wonder how many ball players of the last 30 or 40 years, guys right. in their 50s and 60s now, say, I wonder if I could have done that. They would never have let me do that. I was a pitcher in high school. I was the best hitter in high yeah. school, but... They all said at the majors, you can't 
do it. And now kids in right. high school are thinking to themselves, maybe I can do it. Just as a very small side note, Mike, by losing that game last night, the Yankees fell into last place, undisputed last, in the AL East for the first time since, hello, 1990. That's 33 That's years. Now they're above time. 500. Every, it's a killer division. They would be in first place in the AL Central, but you and I both well, know everybody there used to be, be an owner named Steinbrenner there who would not have stood for this. Would not have stood for this in late July. Yeah. No. Everybody in a suit and everybody in the dugout, you're fired. Yeah. Let's move to Joel Embiid's curious comment. At an event the other day, Embiid told uninterrupted CEO Maverick Carter, quote, I just want to win a championship, whatever it takes. I don't know where that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or anywhere else, close quote. Embiid later implied he was trolling, but, Tony, should Sixers GM Daryl Morey be a lot concerned, a little concerned, or not at all concerned with Embiid's comment? I think he should be concerned, definitely. This is his best player. This is the MVP of the entire league openly courting some other team to give him a chance to win a championship. Let's go over that quote a little bit, parts of it. I just want to win a championship. I don't know where it's going to be. I just want to have a chance to accomplish that. Am I on the moon here? This guy has never gotten to the conference finals. He has never won a game seven. He's 0-3. The last game seven he had, because they had to play a game seven, even though they were up 3-2 on the Celtics in the playoffs, they had to play a game seven. He had 15 points, eight rebounds, and shot five for 18. And he just wants a chance to win a championship. He's had chances to win a championship with good teammates. He has come up small. You're always yelling at me, Mike, that I don't give him enough credit. I'd like you to tell me what exactly he has won while he has been the best player on that team. He hadn't won anything, but he ain't going to win it by himself. Just like you know great players that you love who couldn't win by themselves. And if and he, what He's got to win a game seven. Okay, but what He's this is to. aimed at is James Harden. If they're going to trade James Harden away, what are they going to get back to help Embiid? Because he's not going to win it himself, particularly at a dependent position, Tony, which is more dependent by the day when people run fast breaks, even, you know, three on two and two guys peel to the corner. That's not going to be Embiid, and he's not going to win that way in this time and place without at least one great teammate. Now, we don't know whether the Sixers are going to be successful in trading Harden or not. Harden has asked for a trade. Derry Morrill, the GM, president of Ops, whatever the title is for Daryl Morey, has said we'd like James to change his mind and stay. I mean, but if Harden goes, I mean, don't tell me that they're going to get rid of Maxi, who I think is and ought to be their second best player as, as he gets older and moves into his physical prime. Don't tell me they're ready to win now. Even in the East, that's weakened to me because I don't think okay. the Celtics are as good, and I don't think Milwaukee's as good anymore. So it's open. They're not There's ready to win now. There's a lane for Philly. There's a lane for them they're, to get to the finals. They're not ready to win now. But Embiid, when he says, I was just kidding, I don't know why anybody would believe him. He's under contract, I believe, until 2027. And in 2023, yeah. he's openly courting teams to go after well, him. I don't I see mean, it that honestly, way. I they're don't, a I don't mess. think that's openly you courting. Think the Nets you openly courting, you do what Harden did. They're a disaster. You say trade they're me. They're a disaster. You you, got, listen, yeah, Harden listen, your position out, is well staked out. And Embiid is agitated, out. and they fired a coach. All you want to do 
is take shots at Embiid, even though I he's do. better he's than yappy. a lot of players you love he hasn't won a and thing, defend Mike. and make he excuses hasn't for. Won like Harden. A thing. Neither he is Harden. Hasn't won and you make games. excuses for him. No, I'm not. No, I'm not, Mike. He's the best player in the league. He won the MVP and he can't win he a did. game seven. He did. We moved to college football. Your boy Brent Venables, second year coach at Oklahoma, has taken a shot at Deion Sanders for turning over his entire roster in this, his first year at Colorado. Venables praised himself for giving his holdover players a chance, and then he told OU Nightly Sports, quote, I wasn't a guy like Dion who gave guys a bunch of pink slips. I gave guys 12 months of grace to go to class, live right off the field, and show up with a great urgency and respect for your opportunity, unquote. Now, Oklahoma's gotten rid of 21 players this year. Dion has just 10 players remaining from Colorado's 85 scholarship players last year. Will Bonda Venable's comments make him look better or worse? Well, you're asking me for my opinion on Venable's. It makes him look like a sanctimonious college, loudmouth, know-it-all college football coach who doesn't like Dion. And so let me talk about who I do and don't like. I, you know, Dion's out there. Dion's way out there like Saturn's rings with what he's doing and his approach. And I'm going to root for him as hard, so hard, you would think his last name was Will Bond to beat all these loudmouth, sanctimonious, self-righteous college football coaches who dislike Dion for whatever reasons. I have my own suspicions. And they don't like Dion. They want to take shots at Dion. I am rooting so hard for Dion. He better win, though, because Dion's way what? out there. He's way <laughs> out there. But I'm rooting for him hard. Yeah. I may go and buy season tickets at Colorado to go and sit in the stands and root for Dion to beat people like the loudmouth, sanctimonious Venables. So Venables was 6-7 and seven last year, and now he's calling it a grace year. I think that's the first time Oklahoma had a losing record, I believe, in 24 years, and somehow he has set himself up as Mahatma Gandhi. I don't really yeah. understand this. Or New Here's Dion. either one. Dion got hired by Colorado after they were 1-11. I can't imagine that Dion didn't say to the people who are hiring him, we're flipping everybody out of here. Yeah. We're taking yeah. a new approach. This is how we're going to do it. Now, 1-11 last year, if, if he wins three games this year, that's probably terrific. Venables inherited an 11-2 squad and went 6-7. and seven. So if Dion were to win three or four, Venables needs to shut up. But we're going to know, Mike, if Dion goes 1-11 and 2-10, and and we're going to know. And if he yep. does well with the people he brings in, we're yep. going to know as well. If I were Venables, I'd worry about the fact that Colorado was on my border in Oklahoma and all those Colorado kids, I could just, you know, do a whistle and bring them into school. Maybe they want to play for Dion now. <laughs> Let's take a break. Coming up, is Rory McIlroy or Novak Djokovic more likely to win his last major of the year? And how would Steph Curry fare against Sabrina Ionescu in a three-point shooting contest? It's not like Dion has a secret approach. You know what he's going to do. He says well, what he's going to do. Venables hasn't sanctioned it because I guess he has to give his permission. I can't wait. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption. Presented by Corona. Part of Happy Hour. It's time for toss-up. Two men enter, one man leaves, finishes the show realizes that he'd really like to be in New York with Wilbon right now, but vows to never reveal that publicly. What's first? Toss-up, more likely to win his final major of the year, Rory McIlroy or Novak Djokovic? The answer is Novak Djokovic because tennis tournaments are much more predictable than golf tournaments, especially on the major level. In the last 20 years, the number one seed, the number two seed, and the number three seed in the men's draw almost always gets to the finals. Do you realize that Djokovic and Nadal and Federer have won 65 of the last 80 majors. So I understand that Alcaraz is number one, but Djokovic is number two, and he is likely to me to get to the finals and have a chance to win. That's not the same in golf. I mean, you got to beat everybody in the field in golf, not just the guy standing in front of you and people who you don't know, like Danny Willett and Gary Woodland and Wyndham Clark. You know, they've won majors. Rory... Mike, Rory hasn't won a major since 2014. Djokovic won two this year. Yeah, it's Djokovic. Yeah. I know Gary Woodland. Come on now. He's a hooper uh, in addition. Tony, there's 40 guys who can beat Rory. At least 40. I mean, I'm not taking anybody against the field in today's PGA. No, there's a ton of guys who can and most likely will beat Rory. There's only, so there's Medvedev, there's Alcaraz, there's Tsitsipas, there's, you know, I mean, there's a handful of guys who could beat Joker, and he may not, as you just said, have to beat them specifically. He may not even have to beat more than one or two of the guys I just named, maybe two max. So, no, well, the answer is Joker. Alcaraz. Right. But well, he, we, we, I mean, we would think. Know, we would think. We would yeah. think he'd have to beat Alcaraz. We don't see Alcaraz being right. upset very early. And if he even have to beat Alcaraz and Medvedev, even if it did two of them. But, but like yeah. you said, Rory has got to beat a bunch no. of dudes who have won yeah, majors since Rory won one nine years ago. So the answer, yes, Joker, Joker very well could win. Yeah. Next. Toss-up, who would you take in a three-point shooting contest? Steph Curry or Sabrina Ionescu? Okay, so this comes about because Ionescu blitzed through 
the WNBA three-point shooting contest. And I think Curry said yesterday, probably when you were hanging out and having dinner with him, I think Curry well, said something like, we got to settle this. We got to see who's a yeah. better competitive shooter. Loves and they're her. pals. We, it's yes. got to be said they're pals. Total so admiration my feeling society. is mutual. UNESCO, she hit 25 of 27 threes in the final round. At one point, she hit 20 in a row. You, if, if she's shooting from the spot she's supposed to shoot from in the WNBA, why would you think she has no chance? I mean, look, honestly, I would pick Curry because I think Curry is the greatest shooter that I've ever seen. But of course, UNESCO has a chance. They, they're a chance. unguarded. Yeah. They're just yeah. taking threes. But this is yeah. not the long drive contest. It's not. <laughs> she has a chance. You know, Tony, it's interesting. And yes, I, I'm, in, I'm in New York in, in large part to have gone to see uh, underrated Steph Curry's new doc, which was a little screening last night, so I was fortunate to be there. Shout out to Steph. And we talked, you know, first of all, we talked about him dropping that putt. I mean, what you watched. And he, he even, he, he is not upset when people compare it to winning a game with a three in the NBA or a championship. And I'm saying to him, what are you, what are you talking about? He is not ashamed of that comparison or find it insulting or any of that. Maybe he's just being too gracious. Look, Tony, I've been on the court, standing on the court, toes on the court, when, when Steph Curry has hit 43s in a row. Seen it. I mean, now, this is going into wow. a playoff game. Maybe not the finals. Maybe it was a conference finals or a semifinal. I've seen him do this multiple times. I know Sabrina Ionescu probably does the same thing. So this would be great, and this is why there's a mutual love fest, and they each talk about how great a shooter the other is. But I ain't picking anybody... And I was with Chris Mullen last night, too. Another one of our favorite Great shooters shooter. of all shooter. time. And if it was That's Mullen right. and Curry, man, I still think, I don't want to say this too loud, Mullen might hear me, but I, I think I'm taking Steph over everybody ever. Don't worry about ever. it. Mullen doesn't watch. That's the final word. <laughs> yes, Let's he take does, one last actually. break. Still to come, the date of Lionel Messi's debut for Inter Miami is set. And... I wonder if he can get a table at Prime 112 yet, because, you know, he, nobody knows him in the grocery store. Maybe he can have a steak on Miles. And a member of the Reds' ground crew gets swallowed up by a tarp. You can't take anybody over Curry. I mean, you, you just honestly No, can't. no. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 83rd birthday, Joe Torrey. Torrey's career in baseball is rather like Jerry West's in basketball. Torrey was a terrific player. He caught mostly, 
but also played first and third for three different franchises, the Braves, Cardinals, and Mets, all of whom he later managed, is a nine-time All-Star, the NL MVP in 1971, when he won the batting title, hitting 363. His greatest managerial success came with the Yankees, where he won four World Series titles and six pennants. He then managed the Dodgers, and after that went into the league office. Torrey has been employed in Major League Baseball since 1960. Earlier this year, Baseball Digest gave Torrey its Lifetime Achievement Award, joining other recipients Willie Mays and Vince Scully. That's some company, Tony. And, and I think of Joe Torrey as being that kind of honorable. You know, and I hated Joe Torrey when he was a member of the Cardinals, because I'm supposed to hate the Cardinals, all of them. But Joe Torrey, he's done so much and has been so accomplished and brings honor to the game and the yep. profession. So cheers to him. Happy anniversary, Don Mattingly. On this day 36 years ago, the Yankee first baseman tied the major league record when he hit a home run in an eighth consecutive game. The record was originally set by Dale Long of the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1956. It was tied one other time since Mattingly by Ken Griffey Jr. in 1993. Mike Trout was the latest of several players to homer seven straight games when he did so in 2022. The team record for consecutive games with at least one home run is 31, set by the Yankees in 2019. The Braves just had their home run streak stopped at 28. So it's impossible for me to think of Don Mattingly without thinking of my dear friend Grant Hill because for the first like seven years for each of them they were otherworldly I mean they you know I mean they could have been in that 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 short short list of greatest of all time and then the injuries sort of changed the you know the routing the direction they were still great but would have been all-timers Mattingly wow Happy trails to a member of the Reds' grounds crew. A Cincinnati grounds crew member got swallowed up by the tarp last night as the Reds prepared for a rain delay in the eighth inning at Great American Ballpark. You can spot where it happened towards the middle of the unfolding tarp. Hunter Pence, doing color for the visiting Giants, screamed, Mayday! He got eaten by the tarp! Eventually, the grounds crew member extricated himself and got back to work. Wilbon, remember when the Cardinals' Vince Coleman got rolled over by an automatic oh, yeah. tarp in the 1985 yes. LCS? Yes, and you just think you, 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 and he got hurt to a degree, but you still, that's got to be scary as hell under there, under that tarp. I mean, suppose you were small and you got really lost and nobody knew you were there. Ooh. Well, I think if you were really small, you wouldn't be on the grounds crew at that point. Maybe, you so could be strong. I don't think you have to worry about that. But okay. people look like little moles as they try and get out. Yeah. You know, it's really weird be near the tarp. We are don't running out of show. We go to the big finish. Cristiano Ronaldo says the Saudi League is better than MLS. Does that make sense to you? I don't know that I believe it, but it's a league that's spending a lot of money on aging great players. You know, MLS does that too, not as much as the NASL, but they've all done it to a degree. I don't know. Lionel Messi, unrecognizable in Miami supermarkets, will debut for Inner Miami Friday. You excited? I'm tremendously excited. I'm thinking of going down there and sitting with Levitard and watching the game. What do you think? <laughs> the Cavs beat the Rockets to win the Summer League. I know you're impressed by that. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Isaiah Mobley at 28 and 11 for the Cavaliers, you know, maybe he'll make the team with his brother. Cam Whitmore is the guy you got to pay attention to. Until. He was the MVP of the Summer League on the Rockets now. Villanova dropped in the draft. The A's have lost eight straight. Goodness, again, your thoughts? Yeah, they had that brief winning streak, but now they're on pace to only win 42 games. They're a terrible Ooh. team. 
Last I'll one, the you. Browns will wear white helmets twice this season. Is that all right with you? You know, Tony, I'm told they wore them for the first six years until 1950. They won five championships in those years, including the 1950 NFL championship with Otto Graham. Yeah. I guess, Otto Graham but wore I don't a white helmet. A, yeah, I don't see it, but okay. It's good. Yeah, Otto History. Graham wore a white helmet. I didn't History's know that. History's a lot of time. Trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, here's Sports Center. I think of the brown helmet and Jim Brown. PTI.